Athlete Mindset is part of the CadSource Podcast Network. At CadSource, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're growing this one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you by searching CadSource on your social media app of choice. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network, the CadSource Podcast Network. This is the Athlete Mindset Podcast, and it's all about mental health in sports. Presented and produced by Sports Eat Plus, part of the CadSource Podcast Network. Athlete Mindset is hosted by Lisa Bontasumi. Lisa is a therapist and mental performance consultant to high-performing athletes at the youth, collegiate, and professional levels. Lisa also works with teams, coaches, and other members of the sports ecosystem. The Athlete Mindset Podcast is a space for conversations with athletes, coaches, practitioners, and stakeholders in sports. And it's where those individuals share their perspectives, experiences, and thoughts on mental health in sports. I am Eric Kazimov, founder of CadSource and the creator of Sports C+. I'm hosting the Athlete Mindset Podcast on this platform as I deeply believe these conversations are essential and deserve to be prioritized. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Athlete Mindset. Today, I have Albert Urias with us. He is a collegiate wrestler at California State University at Bakersfield. He's currently a redshirt junior. This past season, he placed fourth at the Pac-12 Championships. Albert also had the honor of being named Pac-12 Wrestler of the Week in February, along with being ranked as high as number 31 in the country. Academically, Albert graduated this past spring with a 3.3 GPA and a bachelor's degree in kinesiology. He is currently in the teaching credential program with the intent on becoming a PE teacher. He has started teaching at a local high school in Bakersfield already while still training and competing. Albert also believes that mindset is crucial and mental health is a major component of his life. Albert, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. This has been a long time coming. We've been working on this. I'm just so glad that we're here together and just going to have a fun conversation. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So you made it very clear that mindset is crucial to you and that mental health is a major component of your life. Can you share how that came to be and what that means to you? Yeah, for a while, it was just kind of like, uh, just kind of like habits that I have and, uh, Sooner or later, you know, as I got older, I started, you know, learning about school, psychology, and all that stuff. I started realizing, hey, like, I, I feel like I have this intangible thing that some people are trying to learn at my age. You know, like I was working at some normal job, and this guy was just telling me how he was getting motivated by a speaker, and like he was telling me some of the the core things that the guy was speaking and preaching to him that he was practicing. And you know, he's like, man, I've been really trying to focus on this, and you know, discipline, and waking up at five a.m. and doing this, you know eating healthy and when I get tired to push through walls and stuff like that. And through that conversation, it kind of clicked like everything that he said, I just breathe and live it, you know? And I think that's just like the part of sports and just like, just goes with sports. There's just like this innate trait that people develop of just, you know, mindset. That's a, it's hard to describe. But it's more just like, I just apply it, you know? Um, especially like, I like to express it a lot when like my, my wrestling matches, when I, I have a lot of really tough matches. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a lot of nail biters and my coaches kind of, they get a little heart attack. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, 
I love going in like in overtime and stuff. My my teammates know I get excited because like that's just where I live. It's just the deep waters, you know. You hear all the Instagram motivational quotes like, "Oh, deep waters, take them deep waters." You got to learn to live in the darkness. It's like that oh. stuff. And I don't even really have to learn anymore. It's just something that you have. Just you know, you develop as a kid, and I feel like even at my age, I can help others develop that. You know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, I think what you're saying is so important because there's such a stigma out there with the general population across cultures and definitely in athletes at most ages, especially collegiate still about talking about mental health, about even just saying it, like you are just talking about simply how the mind can work for you. There's, there's nothing there about like mental illness, which sometimes is synonymous with mental health, right? Like you, you're realizing that you've been developing your mind since you were a kid. Yeah. Um, I feel like yeah. mental health can be like considered, like you said, that stigma. There's always like a mental illness, like a, a negative effect to it. When sometimes I look at mental health as a positive thing. Like, mm. you know, I think of it like you can use it as a tool to your advantage. Like, I mean, just sometimes if you're stressed out, if you take a moment to give yourself some mental health clarity, like, man, that goes a long ways. And next thing you know, you're productive again. You know, you're back on track. And there's always a negative connotation that. Once you associate ne- ne- mental health, it's a bad thing, but it's a, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you can see it that way. What do you, what could you recommend to people to shift that mentality? Because these conversations and what you're about to say could really help someone in accessing that health that's within you and then some tools and a, a mindset approach. Like, what would you say to people who are like, I don't know about mental health. It's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. It might mean that I'm weak if I even say it. Like, what tips which could you bring to someone around that? I would just say, you know, just kind of like analyze yourself and just kind of like look into who you are as a person, you know? And and that's kind of a hard... It's a hard thing to do at first, but I feel like it helps in the long run. And then like, you know, obviously there's things that you don't like about yourself. And it's like, okay, you know what? Hey, I'm going to make like conscious decision to, you know, better myself and do something that's good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like just being mindful of that, like do things that are always going to help you out and better better you, whether it's, you know, school or athletics or social life. It just goes a long way. And that's what you can look at mental health in an aspect to, you know, help. No, I appreciate it because what you're talking about is self-awareness, yeah. right? Because one's approach to developing solid mental health may be different for the next person, but knowing what works for you, right? You earlier talked about like practicing discipline, eating healthy, being able to push through that wall and and swim in the deep waters, which is all really super cool. What habits have you developed over time that can help you with your mindset? Like if someone was like, oh, I want to like have that approach that Albert has, what would be some of the first steps? Some of the first step is definitely like those discipline things. Like I learned like when times get really tough, you know, you know, life gets tough, you get hectic, things start happening that you're like, you have no control over. I have to get a, a piece of paper and I have to just write down a list of my what I have to do, what I have to accomplish for the day. Uh, what are some things I want to add to my day? Like for me, for a while, I is actually just till about last week. I was doing thirty pull ups every morning. I don't know why, but that was my thing. I just did thirty pull ups every morning, and you know that was my thing. The only reason I don't do it no more is because my my little you know machine broke at home. But uh huh, uh huh. But yeah, you know, just starting with like. Sometimes when people think of discipline, they think of like, you know, a hardcore lifestyle where you have to no friends, no, no fun. Discipline they don't think is fun, you know. 
Five, wow. discipline is more like tasks that you have to accomplish for the day, things that you want to do for your day that's going to help you out in your lifestyle. And then you can, you know, if you have spare time, then you, you know, incorporate that time to hang out with your friends and stuff or, you know, take time to yourself, all that stuff. That's why I would start for. I love it. So many valuable things you're saying, right? Like you're, you're highlighting controlling the controllables, right? As a collegiate athlete, there's so many things in school, in your social life, in your sport that you can't control. But if you say like, Hey, I can do 30 pull-ups. That's something that you feel like you can accomplish. Yeah. Even though your machine broke, we can pivot and do something else. Maybe that's 30 sit-ups <laughs> or yeah, squats. You know, it's, or it's push-ups every morning. You know? It's push-ups. So yeah, it's push-ups. we adapt. We yeah. adapt. The thing broke. Okay, we're going to move to the next thing, which is awesome. And making that list is super powerful. The yeah. brain likes it when we make a list and then we accomplish it and then check it off. The brain I mean, likes that for that sure. You can, controlling your controllables. That's a big thing. I remember like I was going through a really hard time in my life and I like had to physically write a box and then I wrote everything that I controlled inside the box mm. and I couldn't control outside the box. So whenever I got stressed out, I have to look at that paper and be like, hey, that's, that's something that's out of my control. That's not in my box. So I have to just let it go. You just have to let it go and just focus on things that you can control, you know, take it one day at a time. What a great, great practice. That's amazing. That's so simple. Drawing a box. What you control is within that box. Things are that you can are outside that box. And like a reminder to have it somewhere. So when you're in the moment and emotions take you over, the situation takes you over, you can just look and there it is. Yeah, especially in a culture where now like social media is so, so heavily intermingled into our lifestyles. Like even I catch myself, you know, scrolling through Instagram for 30 minutes and you're seeing someone else's lifestyle and expectations. And, you know, then you do an analysis of your life and you're like, oh, like, how come I'm not like this or this and that, you know? And then it's like, well, like, that's just a social media life that you've seen. And it's something that you can't control. What can I control in my present life in the moment right now? You know, that's that's so so crucial. I mean, even like a simple thing like screen time, like uh-huh. my screen time right now is like three hours and I want it to be at an hour. Whereas you, some people are like three hours is good because their screen time is like nine hours, you know? And it's like, man, like you just got to be able to just block certain things out and, you know, focus on what you can focus on. I love it. And social media with your comments are super important in that, you know, it's only social media we can't control and people post the positive stuff. It's rare. No one wants to post the hard stuff, (laughs) you know? It's all the good stuff that you like to see, but no, there's a lot of there's a lot of hardship in people's lives that they don't talk about. That's right, and we get it. People get to respect their privacy in their lives, but like us who scroll social media or interact with social media, realizing that that's only part of the story. I mean, what I'm hearing you say basically is that discipline is doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Actions speak louder than words, for sure. For sure, that's a big one. Yeah, being able to. Stay committed to what you said you're going to do, even if you have to pivot. Again, I'm going back to the pull-ups. Even if we have to pivot, that's discipline and being able to pivot and then still execute something that you want to do, that you know is good for you. And it feels good when you accomplish your goals every day, you know? Like, if you set this, if you don't have any goals in your life, then it's like, what's going on? Why, you know, you feel unmotivated, you know? So if you set even a little goal, like 100 push-ups, or sometimes it's hard, you know? I sit there and I do 40 and I'm like, man, I could just go get ready for the day. I'm like, but I got 60 more and that's just going to linger for the rest of the day. You know, it's, <laughs> that's just a little goal and I feel accomplished. And then, you know, 30 days down the, ro- the road, you're like, Hey, I just did a hundred pushups for 30 days. Like, Hey man, that's pretty good. Now It's you know? so good. It's so good. And I think what is important to say is that that 
discipline that you're developing with that particular task is transferable into life. Like, right? Like if you can do that, put a goal to yourself, say what you want to do and execute it and do it, you can do that with so many other things in life. Exactly. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Realistic goals too. You know, you can't just go say, all right, I'm going to go be a professional swimmer when all I know how to do is a doggy paddle. <laughs> like, I said, you got to set yourself realistic goals and like within your control and your power. Like, hey, I know I might not be able to do this, but I can do this and I'm going to build on that to potentially hopefully even get to where, you know, I want to be later down the road. Yes. And Albert, what you're talking about, I need people to remember, you're talking about mindset, the power of the mind, the brain, developing these skills as part of optimal solid mental health. Like there are skills we train on for physical health, right? So how come we're not training on the mental health and the mental skills of mental health? Well, you are, you definitely are. And I think that that just helps you be a more, you know, balanced, well-rounded, holistic human being in the end. Yeah. I mean, I think one way you express who you are as a human is that you have had these leadership roles. I mean, currently you're one of the captains of your wrestling team and just a week ago, the vice president of your SAC on campus. What inspires you to be in these leadership roles and how, how do you view that as like your own identity and how it strengthens your mental health? Like, how are these connected? I guess it would just be from like, you know, role models in my life. You know, it's kind of cliche, but it's like, you know, you look up to your father, your dad and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or a mentor and coach. It's like just following those footsteps of, you know, someone guided me to where I'm at. I didn't just get here by myself, you know, and acknowledge mm. that I had people that helped me get to where I got, where I'm at now. And it's like, I can help others. I can lift others with the, you know, with me, you know, it's not just me. It's, it's a whole, it takes a whole community. It takes my, you know, and then it's like, I don't like to see other people succeed as well. You know, I'm not a, such a self, self-centered person where it's all about me, 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 me. It's like, you know, if my buddy does well, I want to see him do well. If he's not doing well, hey, like, what's going on? Like, come on, like, what, what can we do to get you where you need to be? You know? And then uh, I even learned that in, you know, wrestling is a really like, it's all about you sometimes because you're the only one. It's you and the other guy on the mat. Uh-huh. Practice, you know, it's you and your teammate. Like, if you can get him better, then he can get you better. And then you guys just keep elevating your game, you know? And it's like, next thing you know, you guys both step, take step on the mat and you guys are both killing it, you know? And it's like, that should be a, a mindset that it's a contagious thing, you know? And it's, that kind of translates outside of sports too. And, you know, in a work environment, in a work environment, if you're kind of being a Debbie Downer and always being negative, then everyone in the office is going to be negative. But if you're, you know, upbeat and everyone else just kind of latches onto that. And the next, you know, you know, it's like, it's a good environment. It's always keeping a good environment, you know? And I guess that's... Oh, wise. Wait, Albert. So how old are you again? 22. You're 22? <laughs> Speaking with the wisdom of a 32 or even 42 <laughs> year old. No, I think it's amazing. You know, your role models, your parents, the people who have helped guide and raise you have done a great job. Like, and I think, the idea that at such a young age, you know the power of giving back, you know, and that that it means something to you and you feel good about it. I think that's really, really great. So good job there for sure. Tell me, can you describe the day in a life of a collegiate athlete? Like what what time do you wake? I know it changes during the season, during the year, if it's pre-season, in-season or post, but like right now, what's the day in your life look like? Give you a day in the life of my typical Monday through Wednesday. I do the same thing through Monday through Wednesday. Okay. Um, so I wake up about 5.15, gather, and then I go to work out for 6 a.m. 
So I might work out from 6 a.m. to about 7, 7.30, uh, shower up, and then I go teach from 8.30 to 3.30. And usually that time for, you know, someone with the undergrad program is just going through all their classes, all my, you know, all my roommates and stuff are like, in, just swamped with classes all day. And then after that, from 3.30 to 4, I'm rushing back over to CCB. And I practice from, from about 4 to 6. And then I'm finally home. But on Wednesdays, I have class from 5.30 to 7.30 at night. So some days I don't get home until about 8 p.m. That's about my typical day of life. <laughs> wow. So you're up at 5.15 and don't get home till 8 p.m. 5.15 a.m., let me just clarify, and you're done at 8 p.m. And that doesn't mean you're even really home yet. Yep, exactly. That's not, I'm not home yet. I haven't settled and gathered my bearings. and just barely getting out of my task. Wow. So, and Thursday and Friday, it sounds like maybe it's less intense. Thursday is, for me, same thing until 8 p.m. It's the same thing on Thursday. <laughs> they just... Okay. Thursdays I have classes from I have class from nine to eleven, eleven to twelve, a twelve to one off for lunch. Then I have class one to three thirty, then practice at four, and then class from five thirty to eight. Wow! And so all those aspiring collegiate athletes out there who are listening, like y'all need to know and hear that this is not uncommon. This isn't just Albert's like unique life, right? This is what happens when you get there, get the opportunity to compete and study and learn and push yourself physically and academically, right? It's not like all glory, glory, right? I, but I've definitely had my easy schedules like my past semesters before. I've had four online classes and one in person. So I was just, you know, having fun. But there's semesters and times where times get tough and you got to buckle down. You have to prioritize everything and every minute of your life is crucial. Um, Absolutely. And so what what are some tips for those aspiring high school student athletes who want to be collegiate athletes and realize that like, oh, right now it's like, oh, I got to play. I got to get the scholarship. I got to get the opportunity. I got to get recruited, blah, blah, blah. And that's important. But I think it's important to shed light on like, what happens when you get there? How bad do you want it? <laughs> it's kind of cliche. How bad do you want it? You know, what's your why? But it's it really does go a long way. And I feel like that's why you see a lot of a lot of kids who are good in high school don't do as well in college because they realize, wait, why am I doing this anymore? Because you question yourself, you know, like, especially at the age of 22, like I'm born and raised in Bakersfield and I go to okay. school. So mm-hmm. I still see a lot of my, you know, friends from high school and stuff like that. Or I have, I follow them on social media and, you know, some of these kids are making really good money at the moment. And I'm sitting here struggling, don't have time in my life to do anything but train and, you know, do school. But this is a lifestyle that I chose. And so for someone coming into this type of lifestyle, you have to really check yourself. Uh, how bad do you want it? And how much are you willing to sacrifice for? Because it it's such a sacrifice, you know? Even within my program that I'm doing right now, there's a lot of kids that just... They're already full-time teachers. And, you know, they're just doing that while going to school. And they're telling me, why don't you just become a teacher all the way? And I was like, well, because I want to wrestle still. <laughs> yeah. I've set a mission out to begin with and I'm going to finish it, you know? Uh-huh. And so the credential program that I went through is allowing me to do that. So it's really just about how much are you willing to sacrifice? How bad do you want to be here? I mean, why are you doing this? You know, like uh-huh. when I was in high school, um, I didn't come from a very prestigious high school. I was known for wrestling. I was I'm probably the best high school wrestler from my school. And I just remember when I was in high school, when I was wrestling, I was just like, I want that scholarship. 
this is what I set out to do and this is what I'm going to do. And I did it and I got to this level and now it's okay. Now this is what I've set out to do and I'm going to do it. And there's days and times where it's like, man, like, why am I even doing this? You know, why am I just want to sleep in today? You know, it's right. I'm on my fourth day in a row, waking up at 5 a.m. and I haven't, I'm not going to be home till 8 p.m. I'm like, man, like, I could just go home. I can just stay home. I can act sick. I can, you know, do this and that. I can make every excuse in the book. But in the back of my mind, it's like I've set out and I've, I've already gone this far. I might as well finish it, you know? Super powerful. Oh my gosh. You've said a lot there. I think, you know, first of all, you know, congratulations for all that you've experienced, for all that you have worked for and continue to work for. I mean, I, I know that this is just the beginning for you. You have all this success that you've experienced and set up for yourself. And now you're going to keep wrestling as long as you can. And I know whatever happens after wrestling and after CSUB is just going to be as impactful and exciting as what you're doing now. So like, that's awesome. You've mentioned your why or having a why. What is Albert's why? So my why is just the fact that I'm capable of doing anything that I put my mind to. That's my why is that I've been told that I can't do something and you know, I still go out and do it. You know, if I set my mind to something and I do it, I'm going to do it. That's my why. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even when it's like, I'm not the most technical guy. I'm not the most athletic person out there. But for, I just have this drive in me that's just going to push me over where I'm, I'm, I've set it, I've set out to do something and I'm going to do it. You know, that's, that's my why to not to prove to anybody that, you know, it's, it's not, Oh, I'm going to prove all the haters wrong or anything like uh-huh. that. It's more like, I'm going to prove to myself over and over and over again that I can do this. You can be like, you know, you're capable. I'm capable of doing whatever I need to, what I want to do. And this is something that I want to do, you know? That's great. And you tell yourself that. You speak to yourself in a positive way. You're affirming, you're encouraging in your language. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a cockiness of like, oh, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like that at all. It's more like, you are, I'm capable of doing this. I have, yeah. I'm, I'm strong enough to do this. I, whatever it takes, whatever, you know, however hard the road gets, I can do this. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. That's more of what it's like. I love it. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's a good one. I mean, you've talked about the sacrifices, you know, the things you have to give up, like sleep, a social life, you know, <laughs> eating all these things, you know, homework. I mean, you get home at, you weren't even home at eight and you didn't even mention, you know, homework or hanging out with a friend or talking to a friend or like getting yourself ready for bed, that eating dinner. You didn't even talk about any of that stuff. So it's like you have to fill it all in and there are sacrifices. But what are the gains? You know, the sacrifices can't be, you know, in vain and just empty sacrifices, right? What do you receive from your sport and this experience that is worth all of that? For me, I've just experienced, gain so much like intrinsic motivation of just life like understanding that the hardships that i'm going through right now is only a temporary hardship that's going to just build a foundation for the rest of my life you know so that way when i'm you know older and i you know have a family and kids and stuff and i've gone and i have to go through some hard stuff i've already gone through some hardships so i understand how to process that and go through those uh, moments that's that's the way i look at it the bigger picture of it wow because even like talking like you know, my dad sometimes with the hard part, you know, hard parts of my life. I'm like, man, this is going on, this is going on. And then he's like, he goes, you know, Bubba, like, it's only going to get harder. It doesn't stop. There's no, there's no moment really where it's like, 
uh, like it's not like a Thanos moment in Avengers where you can just sit down on the farm and live out your days. Like no, it's it, there's constantly going to be things happening in your life. Now they not might not be as hard as I get older, but the fact that I'm going through such a hardship now, it's going to just set it up for the rest of my life. Great, that's great, and such wisdom from your dad too. What 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 did your dad do growing up, or what what was his job? How, what are his values that he instilled in you? So my dad, he graduated from. Hill High School in Bakersfield. And then after that, he want to say he became like a vet tech for a while. And then he was a truck driver for like 10 years. Okay. He finally went back to school in his 30s and became a respiratory therapist. And he's been doing that ever since. And then he he started coaching me in wrestling about the age of 10 or 11, 11-ish. And then after that, he's just he's always been coaching. Even to this day, he's still coaching. Uh-huh. Coaching my sister now, who's now a wrestler in high school. Oh, I love it. A female wrestler. Let's go. Yeah. I'm actually at a tournament as we speak right now. So, oh, wow. She's listening to this. Shout out to my sister, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Bella. Yeah. yeah. He just has a different mindset. He's always just giving great words and great advice. And, you know, and he practices it and he lives it. You know, I see it. Exactly. That's another, yeah. you know, some people will give you advice, but then you see the way they live and it's like, wait a minute. Like, what are you, you know? It's like someone with a bad credit score giving you credit advice. You're like, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. And he's no, he's no stranger to hard work, obviously. Yeah. So he knows. Yeah. That's great. Even to this day, like his favorite, like he's, he does jujitsu still. Um, okay. His favorite jujitsu class is a 5 a.m. class because that's the times where no one likes to wake up or do anything. But that's his favorite time because that's when he knows he's making the most gains of his life, you know, the tough times. Wow. Wow. So yeah, learn a lot from that. That's amazing. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. If there's anything you would want to tell an up and coming collegiate athlete about what they need to be focusing on in high school right now, like you're towards the tail end of your collegiate career, like what is something you would want to tell them that you wish you knew maybe entering into college? I would say... For a, a high school student that's going to be coming into college athletics, I would say build your habits and discipline while you're in high school. So that way, when you go into college, all you have to do is focus on technique and you know learning the game more. I think that's like a huge thing because that was kind of mainly what I just had to focus on was just learning the game. I mean, because I'm technically, I'm still technically, you know learning and going through the process. But I mean, from my freshman year to now, um, that's the only thing I've had to focus on is just being technical and learning the game, you know, whereas some kids, they come in, they don't have these discipline habits. They're not used to waking up at 6 a.m. They're not used to waking oh. up at 7 a.m. Like, I remember we had a kid a couple of years ago come in. He's like, I've never even ran more than like a mile in my life. And it's like, what? Like, we're doing five mile runs, buddy, you know? And like, my thing back in the day was running a mile every morning, you know, like I was used to that stuff, but just building habits like that, you know, um, yeah. Cause even like some kids that I do like private lessons with, you know, some of my, some of my wrestlers now that are, mm-hmm. I'm focusing on developing habits and, you know, positions that's going to translate to their collegiate career, not a bunch of flashy moves or, you know, mm. typed up and doing crazy cool stuff to look good on Instagram. But mm. The real gritty stuff that's going to just not, and not just carry on like your college life, but the rest of your life, you know, like those discipline habits, like just work on them now. And then it's just 
kind of becomes second nature, you know? Mm-hmm. There could be a shell shock moment in the beginning of the year where you just think like, am I cut out for this? I don't, well, like this, I didn't sign up for this, you know? You already expected this. You're like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm used to this type of stuff, you know? I'm used to hard work. And I'm used to having to sacrifice all and do all that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great advice. And what I'm seeing is that if you want to be a collegiate athlete or an athlete at the next level that where you currently aren't yet, you got to behave like one. So yeah. if someone wants to be a professional athlete, you got to behave professionally. And what that means is being a man of your word, knowing your whys, setting realistic goals, practicing discipline and challenging yourself and committing to the mental aspect of your sport because it will transfer over into life as well. Exactly. Just be ready. You have to come in ready and expect like everything to be difficult. You know, that's that's kind of the best way to put it. You know, college athletics is not easy (laughs) at any level. It is not an easy from competition to school to social life. None of the three aspects are are a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. A college athlete, it's or student athlete. You know, you're gonna have a struggle in every single aspect of your life, and you have to be ready for that. Yeah. Well, I will end on that. I appreciate our time together. I appreciate everything that you've shared and your experience, not just on the mat, but in school and leadership and in your family. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more, Albert. Thank you. I appreciate it. Athlete Mindset is part of the CasSource Podcast Network. At CasSource, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're growing this one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you by searching CasSource on your social media app of choice. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network, the CasSource Podcast Network.